Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where R&D meets ROI. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Dalton Humphrey, a PhD student at Iowa State University. So Dalton, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Hey Clayton, thanks for having me on today. So like you said, I'm Dalton Humphrey. I'm originally from Michigan, but did my undergrad in Illinois where I went to junior college at Blackhawk College and then finished up my bachelor's degree in ag business at Western Illinois University. From there, I transitioned to Iowa State University where I started my master's in 2019 with Dr. Laura Greiner. My master's work focused on the impacts of diet, uh, nutrient excretion and gas emissions in grow finished pigs. I finished my master's program last fall and started right into my PhD in the spring. And today my research focuses on branch chain amino acid requirements and interactions in nursery pigs, as well as the lactating sow. Gotcha. So I know this wasn't branch chain amino acids, but I saw a recent study that you published on uh, feeding benzoic acid in microbial products. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about that study? Yeah. So kind of, as we all know, uh, environmental sustainability is one of the big topics of discussion in the industry right now, and will likely continue that way well into the future. And uh, in order to have the most impact from a in, nutritional perspective, it seems like it's going to take a multifaceted approach where we're going to have to combine both precise formulation with the use of potentially some non-nutritive feed additives. And so and then in this case, we were interested in the impacts of benzoic acid with or without a direct bacillus-based direct-fed microbial on the nutrient metabolism and emissions of growing pigs. And so to do that, we used 24 gilts housed in metabolism stalls at the Iowa State Swine Nutrition Farm, and we fed those pigs one of four dietary treatments. So we had a standard corn soy diet with pretty minimal synthetic amino acid inclusion, and that's what we considered our positive control. We had a low nitrogen diet as our negative control, and so that diet was formulated to reduce the nitrogen excretion by reducing total amino acid content. And then we had a third treatment, which was the positive control with a 0.3% inclusion of benzoic acid. And then lastly, a, the positive control with a 0.3% benzoic acid again, as well as a 0.025% inclusion of the direct fed microbial. And so that trial was 54 days long and consisted of four different collection periods. And so the first period was during a baseline uh, period where all pigs were being fed a common diet just to get some baseline measurements. And then from there, we started the dietary treatments and conducted three other collection periods. Additionally, each collection period consisted of two sub-periods, and that allowed us to study both gas emissions as well as nutrient balance. And so 
The first 72 hours of those collections, we collected in urine and feces, combined them, took them to the lab, and then measured gas emissions. And then the last 96 hours, we did a total collection of urine and feces for the calculations of apparent total tract digestibility, and then ultimately nutrient retention. And so we focused um, on those parameters for the study. As we think about, as we move into the results, um, we'd previously done a study, a growth performance study, so a larger scale, and saw that benzoic acid alone stimulated feed intake as well as average daily gain. Um, normally, we wouldn't really focus on performance in, in a metabolism study, but here it was interesting that although we were still controlling feed intake, we saw improvements in average daily gain in those pigs fed benzoic acid alone, particularly compared to that negative control diet. When we think about the results of the nutrient balance, so we'll start with apparent total tract digestibility. We didn't see any impacts of the treatments on digestibility of dry matter, ash, gross energy, or phosphorus. However, we did interestingly see a reduction in calcium digestibility in the pigs fed the benzoic acid with the DFM compared to the benzoic acid alone. And then also saw a tendency for improvements in crude protein digestibility in the pigs fed. Um, the benzoic acid alone diet. And so from there, we'll talk about the nitrogen balance portion. And so that was one of our primary objectives was focusing on nitrogen because of its environmental implications. And so we did see improvements in nitrogen retention in pigs fed both the negative control. So pigs that had lower uh, nitrogen being consumed retained more of that nitrogen, as well as the benzoic acid alone supplemented pigs compared to the positive control. And so the pigs fed the benzoic acid as well as the negative control were retaining more nitrogen where the benzoic acid with the DFM fed pigs were just retaining an intermediate amount. So similar to both positive control and the other two. Additionally, we looked at phosphorus and calcium balance. And so we didn't see any impacts of treat dietary treatments on phosphorus retention or excretion. However, when we look at calcium retention, we did see a reduction in calcium retention uh, proportional to intake, um, where pigs fed the benzoic acid with the DFM, uh, were retaining less of that calcium, which would be indicative of the lower digestibility values we saw in the apparent total tract calculations. Um, and then lastly, we'll kind of talk about the gas emissions portion. And so when we looked at the gas emissions, based on the nitrogen retention results, we expected some sort, some potential differences, particularly relating to ammonia. Um, but we also saw that there was reductions in pH, both urinary and manure pH, in the pigs fed benzoic acid, as well as the negative control. And that actually translated into a reduction in, in ammonia emissions from that manure compared to the po positive control fed pigs, as well as the benzoic acid and DFM fed pigs. Additionally, we didn't see any treatment um, effects on the other gases that we measured. So hydrogen sulfide, carbon dioxide and methane were all similar across treatments. Gotcha. So how does this benzoic acid like metabolically play a role in lowering the nitrogen excretion while maintaining and or increasing average daily gain? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. And so if we look into the, the literature and some of the data on the use of benzoic acid, a lot of it focuses in nursery pigs. Um, and so in nursery pigs, we've seen in the past by work done with by other researchers that benzoic acid has a couple of uh, functions physiologically. And so 
it's been observed that benzoic acid improves intestinal morphology and so increases villus length, increases intestinal weight, as well as reduces total bacterial mass in the intestine. Uh, additionally, it's been shown that benzoic acid upregulates some of the digestive enzymes in the intestine. And so uh, what we think based on the literature as well as some of the data that our trial would support, um, we think benzoic acid is having a couple of functions um, by improving absorptive cap capacity in the gut, potentially by just improving morphology, uh, maybe reducing nutrient competition by bacteria, uh, as well as upregulating some of those digestive enzymes for particularly nitro nitrogen, which would be supported by some of our tendencies for improved apparent total tract digestibility. And so based on that, we think it's really a, a gut health, gut morphology thing that may be just improving the absorption and utilization of likely protein specifically that is improving average daily gain. Okay. So why don't you think the bacillus, because you said the benzoic, the benzoic acid alone had the best uh, average daily gain results. So why don't you think the bacillus helped as much when you added in combination with the benzoic acid? Yeah, that's a really, that's another really good question. It's a, it's a pretty challenging question because it's what, mm -hmm. not at all what we expected, right? Um, and so I don't think we necessarily measured anything in this study to be sure, um, but I'll speculate a little bit. Um, if we think of organic acids in general, if they're left undissociated, uh, they can diffuse into cell walls, so bacterial cell walls, and they can disrupt all sorts of homeostatic functions, ultimately leading to cell death. And so uh, benzoic acid is a pretty weak acid, and it's possible that it in undissociated form may have entered the bacillus uh, bacteria as part of that DFM and just interfered with the viability or colonization of the DFM in the gut and then ultimately not allowing it to have any beneficial impacts. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Learn more at lifestartswine.com. Trow Nutrition, creating a brighter future from planet to plate. Achieving optimal swine health and nutrition is the key to optimizing profitability. But where do you start? Kemen Animal Nutrition and Health offers comprehensive solutions that help you maintain feed quality, improve intestinal health, optimize nutrition, and control pathogens. Learn more at kemen.com forward slash swine. All right, well, I think that's all we have time for today. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition-related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.